Oh, I think it was really a high point in my reporting career. I think it stands up really well, uh, both as a, a record and certainly in terms of some of the topics of the songs I was uh, writing and singing about at the time that I think are as in tune now with the times politically than they might even have been in 1992 when the record came out in the Clinton era. You were speaking specifically about Another Man's Chains. What, a, what about that song? Uh, that was a tune, kind of a, what was fun about this record, Phil. There's some tunes that are straight acoustic, uh, but this one was kind of a really kind of a Rolling Stones rocker. And uh, just basically, nobody's got to wear another man's chains. I referenced at the time uh, Beijing and Pretoria. You know, they were still going through the, the dregs of apartheid in South Africa. And of course, that was right around the time of Tiananmen Square. So, but it was, you know, not just about those two areas. I think it was just basically uh, nobody's got to wear another man's chains. It's just kind of a metaphor for get the hell off my back. issued Whistling Past the Graveyard. And um, it's, in a way, it's a tribute to the Minneapolis music scene, which has always been in ferment. Uh, I've, someone once said, and, and not altogether jokingly, that Minneapolis is what there was between Chicago and Denver. Or, or maybe he said Chicago to San Francisco. But any at any rate, uh, it is sort of a tribute to the the Minneapolis scene? Well, I, you know, as a, as a musician that's played in the Minneapolis scene for uh, almost 40 years, not, uh, and not just enjoying it as a musician and the uh, access to all the wonderful musicians in town, but as a fan, I think Minneapolis has had a good of a music scene as anywhere in the country. And I spent a lot of time and played down in Austin, Texas, uh, I've spent a lot of time in New York City. I would put any of the musicians in this city, Minneapolis, St. Paul, against anywhere in the country. So when I did uh, Whistling Past the Graveyard in Nashville at Moondog Studios that Gary Talent and Bucky Baxter owned, we used primarily Nashville musicians. And it just so happened, uh, my good friend Prudence Johnson was living down there at the time uh, with her partner, Gary Rue. So I called in uh, Prudence and Gary, and they sang in about three or four songs. One of the songs Prudence sings on is called Second Avenue Sunset. What's that referencing? You know, funny you should ask, Phil. Originally, I was going to be writing it about my hometown of Virginia, Minnesota, because when you come from Minneapolis, your first ride into my uh, into my hometown is Second Avenue. But so I did one night. I was just starting to play around with the riff. And I had the line Second Avenue Sunset, and it kind of led from one image to Second Avenue Sunset as a metaphor for people whose lives are a little bit on the skids. And it turned out to the story about uh, this homeless couple, Raggedy Ann and Andy. 
Yeah, things tend to change in uh, the creative process. Well, some of the local players really brought this this song over the top, Second Avenue Sunset. It features uh, the great work of uh, Bucky Baxter on pedal steel in mandolin, and then you can hear that the sweet vocals of Prudence Johnson, who's one of the greatest female singers in America. So it was uh, nice to combine all those great musicians why does it have to be so hard? Second Avenue Sunset, sleep in the city park. They're living in a house of cars. They're living in a house of cars. They're living in a house of cars. We're speaking with Paul Metza about his re-release of a 1992 album, Whistling Past the Graveyard. Paul, why'd you re-record Slow Justice? Well, after the uh, uh, the tragedy of the uh, death of George Floyd and the subsequent unrest, I really thought I had to address that, as that's one of the things I do is, is some of my songs. So I had written Slow Justice originally in 19... 19- 84 for the P9 strike in Austin, Minnesota. I contributed to a fundraising cassette that uh, our friend Larry Long put together. The Star Tribune called it the most all-purpose protest since it's blown in the wind. I changed or I added a verse about someday those in Congress will have to swallow a bitter pill. They believe Clarence Thomas, but I believe Anita Hill. Uh, and then I thought after the, uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd tragedy, I thought rather than write a song from scratch, I was sitting around one night and I said, you know, I'm just gonna add, update the song. And so I wrote a a verse that goes, uh, the people's house in DC is wetter than before. There's a bunker in the basement and gold locks on the door. The ghosts of slaves are marching, bleeding red and white and blue from the streets of Minneapolis to Pennsylvania Avenue. They kill a black minister in Memphis town Black prince at Alvon Hall They used different guns in Cape Town But the same bullet shot them all South Africa was a ghetto Now it plays like broken glass One world with different colors You know there ain't no second class Why does justice go so slow? Slow justice slowly go Any color needs stop Only white needs go The re-recorded Slow Justice there. Paul Metz's reissue of Whistling Past the Graveyard includes many important Twin Cities and national musicians, plus new bonus tracks. For information about Whistling Past the Graveyard and everything Paul Metza, the web address is paulmetza.com. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking.